Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hi, I'm Les. And I'm Tanner. And we're the hosts of the Reformed Pubcast. A weekly podcast where two friends get together and talk about the things that they love. It's like all those times you talked about theology over a pint of beer with your friends, but we're just dumb enough to record it. It's the theology of Calvin and the thirst of Luther. Join in on the conversation by subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. It's the Reformed Pubcast. to the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the modern reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building and man i'm so excited to be in the building one more again this week man it's always a pleasure to have my big homie my big dog mr t barlow what's up homie oh grace and peace I'm excited again, like just like you, Dwayne, to be on the show, man. It's been a minute, you know. You've been holding yeah, it man. down, or you know, working <laughs> like a Hebrew slave. Yeah, you know, but, but no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, but uh, I'm glad to be here tonight. I'm very excited about tonight's show and tonight's guest. And uh, I'm gonna pass the mic back to you if you want to go ahead and bring him on in. Well, actually, man, you know, at first I got to pick on you, Barlow, because you know when I oh, did man, rugged marriage, my man was was. You know, he was in the kitchen and, you know, like we did a Google Hangout. You can see his wife back there, like throwing dishes and stuff. I can't see you, Barlow, but I hear a lot of uh, kitchen action going on. <laughs> OK. All right. And today I'm excited to bring to the mic the big homie, somebody that's not a stranger to the mic, you know, maybe on interviews, but but not a stranger to, to flipping those verses on the mic. My big homie, Swin. What's up, big homie? How you doing, brother? Doing good, doing good, man. <laughs> Look, my little two-year-old just came in. <laughs> yeah, I see. I hear that. All right, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's real yeah. life in here, man. Let me that's let's, what's up. Let, let me cut that. 
Let me cut that too. I'm sorry it's so unorganized tonight, brother. Oh, but, listen, uh, brother. I got I got four children of my own. They always interject and all and intercept <laughs> and they drive me crazy, bro. So it's not like in all honesty, bro. I'm a I'm a I'm down for authenticity. If you want to keep little homie inside the interview, you can because Word. every once in a while, my children they come through and they just at the wrong time <laughs> all the time, bro. All hey, the that's time. real, man. I, <laughs> that's, I, that's, I, was little, I, was, I was a little nervous because, because I got my two jackets with me as well, man. Hey, hey, they, they, they can all get in on the interview. This is the family show. <laughs> there you this, go. This is the yeah. family show. <laughs> My man, Swin. But yeah, Swin, so first of all, big homie, uh, first, introduce yourself to the people. You already said you got four kids. Uh, what what else can the people know about you, big homie? Uh, what's good? This is uh, Swin the Example. Um... I hail out of Newark, New Jersey. Um, I've been doing gospel hip hop for about five, six years. Um, I'm married to uh, my wife of 17 years. I have four beautiful children. And uh, the way this goes is Jesus, family, and hip hop. That's that's my motto. That's what I stick with. Everything else, you know, follow suit after that. Grace and peace. Word, man, word. I love that. Jesus, family, and hip-hop. You know what? That's going to be the name of this show because we got these <laughs> kids running around. and <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Word, yeah, amen. I'm good, so I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. That's so dope. Jesus, family, and hip-hop, man. So uh, I'll start with the, 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 the first question, and I'm going to let Barlow ask you a question. Um, but my first question, man, you know, you was talking about doing, you know, Christian rap or gospel rap. Uh, what what was the, the startup for you? I mean, have you always been rapping? Were you rapping when you weren't saved? What, what's, what's that journey and in, interject your, your salvation if you want to as well? OK, um, which one you want first? How I got saved or? Or uh, hey, how I started rapping. You, you you rap, man. You rap. You put it together. You make. You tell me the story. Okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> man. I, like I've always been a fan of, of hip hop. I was more of a radio head during the uh, during the nineties era of hip hop. So um, you know, like it was just an escape for me. I listened to I listened to hip hop on the radio really heavy, like hours at a time. And, uh, you know, back when Hot 97 had Battle of the Beats and uh, Angie Martinez was was she had the two hour block between six and eight. No, no. Between uh, between uh, I believe it was uh, eight and ten. And then Flex came on. So, like, you know, I was just a big fan of radio. And then. um, Wow. And then, uh, you know, at. As far as church goes, man, I did a lot of church hopping growing up as a child. Um, you know, we started out Catholic. Then I was going to a Baptist church. Then I was a Jehovah's Witness. Then I was a Mormon. And then uh, what happened was, you know, my mother, she uh, she went to a Christian church after uh, we had joined the Mormon church and she left me at the Mormon church because I told her that I wasn't going to do any more church hopping. Like we, we going to find God or, or something's going to happen, you know? And, um, <laughs> so she was like, all right, fine, you can stay there. And, um, you know, just being in that church for a while, the Mormon faith, uh, you know, Scott, I, I, I'm just going to say that God revealed to me that that wasn't the way, and I kind of like just gave up on 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 the seeking for a while, and then um, you know I was just like if 
if God wanna if God wants me, He's gonna find me. So along with that, you know, time passed, you know, the life went on. I, I was out in the world. Um, I had a, a horrible upbringing and um, but somewhat of a decent head on my shoulders. And um, I came to the Lord when I was 17. He, uh, you know, I, I accepted the gospel um, at a church at the church that I now attend. I've been at a member of this church for about 15 years, Bethel Assembly of God in uh, North New Jersey. And um, when it comes to rapping, um, I was a youth leader at the time. I was about 24. And uh, the youth pastor at that time just thought it would be a good idea to uh, start a rap ministry with the youth and he asked me to lead it. So I led that youth, uh, I led a couple of members of the youth inside of a, you know, a, a hip hop uh, ministry at the church for a while. And then um, we had a couple of situations that took place where ultimately uh, things didn't work out with another party. And uh, so I backed away for about five years. And then um, I had a brother named uh, Ray Serve Mejias. He uh, he always tried to get me to continue rapping or get me involved. That he wanted me to mess around with music more. And he kept pushing to a point where I collaborated with uh, an, a project that he was working on called Arrows of Truth. That's how I met Righteous Knight and we formed Wise Camp. And then I was running with Righteous Knight for a while. Now Grungy Bogues and... Uh, and then we kind of went our separate ways. And now I'm kind of like just on the forefront of doing music with Anamorphic. Okay, I can dig that. Hey, so real quick, I, I want to I wanna back up and talk about the, uh, like the Mormon thing. Like, like what was what was that like? Because matter of fact, you said it's been an interesting thing. You kind of like, you kind of like dealt with like a who's who's of religion, in a sense, so to speak, when it comes to Christianity. From Catholic uh, to, to Jehovah's Witnesses to Mormon, um, like, like uh, can you can you tell me or pinpoint what caused you to split from one and go to the other? Well, for the most part, you know, my mother was trying to just find something solid in faith. So, you know, naturally, I'm just gonna go running along with whatever my mother was doing because she was going to bring me with her. You know, when it came to church, she always brought me with her. Now, my family, like family members were raised Catholic. So like, you know, that part of my life, I really don't know too much of because I was I was little. And um, and then when I started going to the Baptist church, I was actually about. uh, No, I was I was actually I was Jehovah's Witness before the Baptist church. you know, we just had we had a couple of visits and, you know, my mother was digging into it and she was trying to teach me uh, somewhat what they practice. And uh, ultimately, we didn't get into it like we, we couldn't. Uh, we, it just was it didn't feel right. It just felt like something was was inaccurate because, you know, we wasn't feeling it. So we, we moved on from that. And I would say that for the for the bigger part, I was really more interested in the Mormon church until they until they started uh until a couple of things started popping up that just seemed weird to me. Like, you know, they, I went to the, uh, I went to the, uh, the, the church in Salt Lake city and, uh, you know, they baptized me in the name of like 12 people and, uh, that allegedly were already passed on or whatever. So, you know, that, and then like, you know, just their belief structure of why black people have dark skin, 
um, is not a good look. You know, they say we we have dark skin because our ancestors were were cursed with uh, darkness for based on how evil their their heart was. So right. um, you know, I, I, I was actually wondering about like that aspect of it, like. That was yeah. Still, like, like if they if that was something that they still taught and believe uh, as doctrine, and they're like, you know, says, oh, I mean, because I've often wondered that it's rare for me to see, you know, in my life, it's rare for me to see a black woman. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, and when I do, I often wondered if, like, hey, do they ever tell you that, or you know, or? Oh yeah, no, they definitely told us that. They definitely <laughs> told us that, man. And um, you know, and the funny thing about it was that um, I had a friend. In the in the in, in the church that I attended, the Mormon church that I attended, and uh, he, like I like I didn't grow up with him, but like I went to school with him a couple years back when I was uh when I was younger, and when I ran into him, I was just like, so bro, what do you think about this whole, you know, you know, our skin being dark because of sin? And he was like, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. And now this is before I actually had a real encounter with the Lord. So, you know, when when he said that to me, I was just like, so why are we practicing a faith if we don't believe all of it? You know, and he kind of like just said, you know, I don't know. But, you know, what I mean, I've, I've been a part of this church for years and um that was actually one of the focal points that ultimately just, you know, I stopped messing around with the Mormon church and um, just that and a couple of other things. Um, and then when I finally started attending uh, the church that I go to now, um, you know, just everything, it, it, it inspired me to kind of like just look at some of the stuff that these places, these, these religions practice. And it's just like, whoa, like, really not cool really not biblically accurate if if you uh if you actually read the bible first you know um i got pulled into mormonism because the first thing they show you is a couple of videos you know uh, about joseph smith and you know how god and jesus both approached uh him at the same time which we know is biblically inaccurate and uh you know, just uh, and then they start hitting you with the Book of Mormon and they tell you to reference the Bible based off of what you read in the Book of Mormon. So uh, in in the process of doing that, you're already like you could almost say brainwashed because what you're reading in the Book of Mormon and then you line it up with what you're getting out of the Book of Mormon when you read the Bible and you say, oh, OK, that makes sense. But if you actually read the Bible first and then you read the Book of Mormon, you see how inaccurate, you know, the faith structure is. And it's uh, it's pretty wild, man. So, um, well, yeah, there's a couple of things that go on with the Mormon church that's a little wild, bro. In fact, on the anamorphic uh, compilation project that we're working on, me, Josh and Mario Esco, um, we got a track called uh, Kingdom of the Cults. And I actually speak more in depth on, you know, one of the main flaws of the Mormon church. Nice. Wow, that's, Yo, that, yeah, that, that's, that, that's going to get my, that's going to get a lot of attention for sure. The kingdom yeah. of the cults, man. Is, uh, I'm a little, I'm a little you know. uncomfortable. I'm a little uncomfortable with it because I mean, in right. all honesty, I know that I'm speaking truth about the situation and, um, right. Um, 
And but the problem is, is I know that the heat's going to come. I've only done this. I've only done this one other time in this uh, in this rap ministry where um, there's a song that I did back in the day called Whack Religion. And um, I spoke on Catholicism and I only got attacked by one person, but he wrote a pretty <laughs> lengthy email and he was hot at me, man. It was really bad. Right. But. You know, people aren't comfortable with truth. You know, we all, you know, when we really deal with hard truth and I guess in all of our lives, you know, initially we're not always humble to accept it. But, um, you know, just through grace, yeah. man, we can we can actually do it. Grace and humility, man. Yeah, that's so real, man. And we're, we're no stranger to to putting truth out there and people getting mad because uh, this podcast actually came out of a. Uh, I guess you could say discernment ministry called Be Not Deceived, and uh, and and so we we've been we've experienced that man pretty uh, a whole lot. Uh, Barlow been there since the beginning, and uh, he know we we know we know all about you know exposing truth and getting some flack. Um, yeah, but I, I see a tip, man. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna I was just gonna add. Yeah, I see some uh, um a Barlow's uh post on Facebook, man. He really know how to get it started. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why I hired him, man. That's why I hired him for that reason. He's been, he been doing that for years, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it's, funny, it's, it's funny how you use the word hire, man. I ain't seen a check yet. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, your, your riches are stored up in heaven, son. Stored up hey, in heaven. I'm about to say I, I missed up so much. <laughs> oh man. Yes, sir. No. Yeah. The one you about to say something else earlier. Oh no no! I was just saying on that same tip, you know, you're talking about the upcoming project. Is that is, is I mean, you know, let's 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 talk about that just a smidgen, man. Uh, what you got coming for our listeners to be on the lookout for, and and uh, you know, we already I'm already all about the 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 the, the occult, you know, the kingdom of, of I always mess up names, but the song you just talked about. Oh yeah, kingdom but, uh, of let's cults, talk about yeah. it. There you go, there you go. So let's talk about the upcoming project. Uh, what what can we start to look for from a man swing? Well, um, as far as me as a solo artist goes, um, right now I'm releasing a single the last day of every month throughout the course of the year, and then the last on the on in December the last single that's released. Um, it'll be just the whole compilation of all the singles that I've released throughout the year. Um, so far, we've released two singles. One is Tub for the Cheetos. And uh, the second one is called The Chisel. Um, you know, both songs, uh, I mean, if you, like, you're familiar with my rap style, I kind of like just uh, my, my element of surprises is that I, um, I bait and switch. I give people uh, what I believe to be dope hip hop, and then I slowly but surely creep Jesus or just uh, you know biblically sound material into the music. Now, for example, my song "Tub Full of Cheetos." Um, I know that the title just has its own form of shock value, but there's a method <laughs> to my madness with that, you know. Um, so tub full of Cheetos, like, you know, the first half of the song is just bar heavy material. And then, you know, I start speaking about sin. I start speaking about Jesus. And and uh, ultimately, I, I like to leave people with the notion that, you know, there's something bigger than what we're doing here. And you need to pay attention to it, which is God. And uh, the second song 
just released uh, February 28th is the Chisela. Um, this song actually has more of a darker undertone because I'm, uh, I do a comparison of, of sin to like, you know, just bodily waste, like, uh, like excrement, our feces and, and uh, just, you know, it's like, I talk about things in that song and, and like, it's supposed to, it's supposed to rub you the wrong way because, you know, we, you know, when it comes to sin and when it comes to our own sin in our, in our own lives, you know, we can justify it and we can make it look good and we can make it sound good and, 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 and appealing to people. But when you look at the reality of it, like, you know, like if you say, look, you know, sin is not ice cream, it's poop. Mm-hmm. Stop putting it in your mouth. You know, like it's, it's like, it's going to wake you up when you realize how vile and disgusting sin is so in this song um, you know the second verse is really heavy with you know just bringing people to the reality of what sin is and that you know we shouldn't glorify it or walk in it or you know be entertained by it wow go ahead Barlow yeah, no, I was going to say that both, I heard both of those songs, by the way, and, and it gets my endorsement. Um, it's heat. It's heat. Those are good tracks. Man, I remember, uh, it's funny that you said something about the stuff with the Tito's, and you was like, man, it's a message to my madness. You're titling that, and I remember you putting the status out uh, about that. Yeah. Uh, like, when that, when that song dropped, and I was like, man, you know, like, what's the message? <laughs> you know, because that's how like, I listened to it, like, man, this song is fire, but... Why tough Latino? Like, how did you come across that concept? All right, so um, the the titles they all started with the Rugged Remnant Project. Um, my my personal method to the madness is this: um, often you'll get people like we'll have believers, right, and they want to hear a song that's uplifting or you know it ministers to them, and and the title will say just that you know they're looking for hope so they'll gravitate towards a song that's titled hope um my thing is is that i don't personally believe that i need to tag everything with a jesus stamp this is just me personally i've had plenty of conversations with plenty of other people that uh you know that disagree to an extent so all that to say is that, you know, there's a lot of Christian believers that follow me. And if I throw up something that just says, this song is about Jesus, Jesus this, Jesus that, the title has Jesus in it, or whatever the case may be, like, uh, you know, people won't listen to it. But if I throw a title out there that makes absolutely no sense, the shock value of the song is like, what? Let me check this out. So they look at it and then, uh, you know, they get hit with Jesus somewhere in the song. And they're just like, whoa, this is a Christian song. This totally took me off guard. So that's one aspect to it. The other aspect to it is, is that unfortunately, um, sometimes my song titles turn some believers off. They look at it and it's like, you know, this doesn't look like it would feed me. And then here comes somebody who's a non-believer. They check out the song on the strength that what is this guy possibly talking about? And they don't even realize that they're getting hit with the gospel until the song is over. So uh, it kind of works like that. 
when it comes to uh, the song titles. Um, I really like just not being in a box when it comes to making music. Like I, my music is an art form um, and I use it to glorify God. And at the same time, I use it to try to grab, like grab people. I want, I want somebody to look at a title and just be curious about it. Because when you already know what's down the hall, a lot of times you just kind of like walk past it. But if you don't know what's coming, you know, curiosity just like just draws people in. And that's pretty much the, the basis of the song types. No, that's actually that's that's a pretty interesting uh, theory and concept. I mean, I can't. I mean, I can't even say that I knock it. If it works, it works. Um, yeah. You said something. Um, I'm trying to think. You said something about some guys that you was with earlier, and you kind of kind of went your own. Uh, uh, grungy. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Now, now, of course, now, like, like, definitely not trying to perpetuate. I don't know if there's any drama or anything involved in that. Definitely not trying to kind of feed into any of that or anything. Uh, just, just one yeah, of we those, are. you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trying to juice up the snuff. No, I just, just want to know, like, um, cause, cause I, I kind of remember, I think when I, when I first heard of you, I heard of him at the same time. This is probably like about like maybe like a year or two ago. Yeah, because uh, two years ago, we dropped the Rugged Remnant project. Right. Okay. Right, cause that's, yeah, that's what I first heard of you. So uh, you know, and, and I and I think like really, I can't say that I heard anything else up until uh, up until Tub Full of Tito. Yeah, you get back. I heard you on uh, on, on Aeon's album, of course, on that on that last track. Which, by the way, it's like if, if it's not my favorite, it's like one of my favorites. It's like my top three uh, favorites awesome. for his album. Uh, I whatnot. I, I, I roll around my job beating that song. Um, <laughs> uh, the focal point. The folk. That's the name of that song. The focal point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had some girls was uh, at my job was listening to it, and they was like, "Hey!" Was like, y'all don't even know what y'all listening to back. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, so so between you and you and Grand, you man, like, what was it? Just difference of opinion, or? Um, or? I to be honest, I I guess that's what it was. We um we uh. We just decided that it was best to go our separate ways. Um, so he's doing what he does with on from his perspective, the best way to go about doing his music, and I'm doing it the best way um, to go about it my way. You know? Um, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. I can't I can't really speak on it too much. Uh, yeah. No, so no I, juicy I, stuff. I'm just playing. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no juicy stuff. You know, it, it ain't. There's no, there's no, there's no hate there, or no malice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we go through a lot of relationships that we think, oh yeah, are uh, you know are beneficial or or you know you think they're going one way and then you know God just decides to put a fork in that road. I mean, at the end of the day. Uh, me and Grungy, we we were running together for about five, six years, and and um, so like even with my first, like I have two mixtapes prior to uh, the Rugged Remnant project, uh, which is uh, in back in the '90s with the Wise Camp. That was that was like pretty much almost my introduction into Christian hip hop, and then uh, after that. I have the off the back burner mixtape, which is on my band camp. And, uh, you know, that whole time I was running with Renji. And then his, his, uh, the prequel to mixtape, you know, I was pretty much all over that project. So, uh, 
you know, five years running with him. So it was a good run. It came to an end. You know, he's doing his thing and I'm doing mine. I can dig it. So how did you, um, how'd you end up getting linked up with Anamorphic? Um, Josh, man. Uh, Josh actually reached out to me and, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of get this a lot, but, well, let me not say a lot, but it's surprising to me how people reach out to me and they think that I'm bigger than what I am. And I'm just like, dude, I work a nine to five just like you. And, uh, you know, I take care of my family just like you. And just so happens that in my spare time, I do a little hip hop. And uh, so Josh reached out to me and... Um, I just responded and we we built a relationship over the time period. I mean, I think I was talking with Josh for about for almost a, a year and a half before, you know, linking up with Anamorphic was even in the in the conversation. So what happened was, uh, you know, I had me and me and Grungy, we separated and uh, I was just thinking about what can I do to, you know, keep the ministry moving. And he just as simple as that, he said, maybe you should talk to my label head and and see what can be worked out. So I built a relationship with Mike Mills for about, I would say, almost six, seven months, like just talking things out and seeing if it was uh, beneficial uh, for both of us as far as, you know, keeping the ministry moving and to God be the glory. Like, you know, I have a team with me. It's not just Mike, man. Uh, uh, Mike, he picked me up and then we got DJ One Nine, who who I just love the fact that I have my own personal DJ, man. This guy is, he's a genius. And then, uh, you know, Josh has just been the brother uh, that I speak with on a regular basis. Um, me and him, we probably talk on the phone maybe two, two, three times a day. Uh at, like when we're we're in uh, high communication, like we're we're back and forth with each other, um, and just praying for each other, and um, and then we have um, SYD, uh, you know, just the whole family together, man. We we just keep this engine moving. So I'm just really grateful for the Animorphic family. I you talking about that DJ whatnot, and this is the guy who does your beats. No, 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 he's not the guy that does my beats. Um, I kind of like just get I get beats from. From anybody who I'm, I'm feeling they're, they're, uh, if they got good work, I'm interested. Um, I'll work with them. And um, as DJ One Nine, he's just the DJ. He's the he's the guy that does the scratches on the uh, the last two songs. And um, I like you know my sound is just you know it just gravitates towards having a DJ involved. So the fact that I have one uh, that's just willing. To be to get down, get busy, whatever you send them, he's willing to work on and and work his magic. It's it's just really dope to me. Like it it really complements my sound. Yeah. Man, that I, I love to hear that, man. I love to hear the whole, you know, uh, the the process. You know, you just didn't jump right in, you know, with the label. You know, you spent some time with Josh and you know and and uh, the other cat. I love that, man, because so many times. You know, in the game, uh, we kind of jumped, jumped the boat, man. You know, we kind of uh, jump right in, and and people think that uh, that that I mean, you find out that people aren't who who you thought they were. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I like that they they took time to to get to know you to 
to get a feel for you, man. That's that's dope. I kind of did that the same way, man, with uh, with Barlow, man. I, I I watched him for a minute, you know, before I brought him in. Just make sure he won't crazy, you know. I knew it was a little bit, but just make sure he won't like heretical crazy. You I, know what I'm saying? I was, so I was yeah. that kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. So, um, as far as, um, I guess goals for this, man, because you know, I, I love what you said. You know, people think you, you know, you this, you that, but you got a nine to five and, and a family. Uh, as far as goals, man, is is that something you want? Do you want to be like a full time artist or or full time in this? Is is that something that you would like, or are you happy or content with w- what you're doing now? I uh, when it comes to music, like a couple years back before the uh, before the the Rugged Remnant project dropped, I was uh, on a hiatus for a while. Um, you know, my mind just got clouded with a bunch of uh, you know just casualties of the industry so to speak you know um when i first actually let me backtrack a little further when i first got involved man in my mind i was like oh my gosh christian hip-hop this gigantic family and and uh Mm -hmm. you know just just brothers coming together getting on the mic spitting it's crazy i was just like my mind was blown by actually how big christian hip-hop was and um but Coming into the game fresh, uh, you 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 wonder why some people are more reserved, or some people are more closed off, or they don't reach out to people, or you know, I mean, um, it always looks like you know there's some type of hustle involved and stuff like that. Um, like when you when you when you come into the game and you have this mindset of like, wow, look how big my family is, and then you realize that we're all people we all have baggage we all have things that we're dealing with and um and and you you see how limited that family actually is um it kind of like just changes your whole perspective so i got caught up one time man and um a few years back and and i was just really upset with um how i like just the the opening of my eyes with with uh christian hip-hop like you know you you wanted it to be a certain air place and then you realize that it's not there so um i got discouraged and i put down the mic but the whole time i was da- like i put the mic down man i still wanted to write so all that just to say when i got back involved and i haven't put down the mic since i'm in it for whatever god decides to do bro um if he gotcha. is going to open this up to something bigger than to God be the glory. If not, I'm content. I'm content with where I am because, uh, like, like hip hop comes a close second after my family. But I, I don't prioritize anything but God over my family. So, uh, with that being said, um, actually, there, there's like problems with the completion of the anamorphic project. It's my fault. Because the minute there's something going on with my family, I'm like, well, this pen is going down because I really need to focus on what's going on in my house. Um, In fact, um, I've been running with Jesus Family and hip hop for about like, I guess I would say like more like as it's developed for like the last two, three years. And um, um, it just so happens that that's the same model that anamorphic music runs with you know putting god first 
making sure your family is solid and then the music comes when you know when it's time for the music to come and that's exactly what we've been doing and you know, I'm loving every minute of it you know it's crazy it's crazy because like you know like in the parallel in the secular realm uh, you would see where like cats would be like staking their families because it's like they trying to accomplish this dream or this goal uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, I can't do this for now. I can't go because I'm trying to be. I gotta be in the studio. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Whereas, you know, what I what I've noticed amongst many Christian artists, uh, you know, the testimony is like, listen, man, I, I love doing this music thing, but man, like if my wife isn't taken care of or if my kids aren't taken care of, man, this, this music thing gonna have to it has to be put on hold. You know, that's and I think that's huge, man. Um, you know, not forgetting, I mean, like the ministry, and and this actually is not just for music. I think like a lot of uh. I mean, you see this with a lot of like preachers and bishops and so forth and all the other jazz folks trying to say, well, the ministry got to come first, not realizing that that family is your first ministry. So I think that 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 speaks volumes about the type of Christian that you are uh, by 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 having that hierarchy of, of priorities in your life. I hear you, man. To God be the glory. But I've also, you know, you know, I've had faults with that, too. Uh, there were times, man, when I was just going to the studio around the clock and um you know my wife was letting me have it um in fact you know when we when we first started taking hip christian hip-hop more seriously uh my wife was not cool with it man like i could be in the middle of a of a verse recording at the studio i'll get a phone call it'll turn into an argument and then you know it was just like all right well it looks like i'm gonna have to come back and re-record this or something like that and um because I was just gone hours at a time. So, you know, I've been on both sides of that rope. But, uh, you know, when I stepped away that year, you know, and and we finally came back and got involved with the music again, my wife was actually blessed, man. She she blessed me with... uh, she blessed me with studio equipment myself, so now I can record my I can record my verses now. And uh, at one point, where I thought that she would never be in agreement with me working on music, you know, she went out of her way and and got me the equipment that I needed to uh, get wow. things started at my own crib. That's right. She's like, I want you at home, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, when I was out there in the studio, man, I would, like, I was gone for, like, anywhere between five to eight hours, you know, and it, it to an extent, it's kind of inconsiderate to her because, you know, m- my wife's a, she's a surge tech, so she works crazy hours during the week, and uh, over the weekend is when she really gets her rest time, and, um, you know, Saturday, I'm like, all right, look, I've been home with the kids, I need to get out of here, and she'd be like, well, I'm tired. And I'm like, I'll be back in a couple of hours. And them couple of hours that just span, <laughs> they'll span out to like five, eight hours. And I was just getting it from her, man. And um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that she was patient. I'm grateful that, uh, you know, I was humble enough to say like, look, I need to take a time out and uh, think about, you know, just prioritizing this music the way it needs to be prioritized. So now, man, I don't even touch a mic if it's the if it's the slightest problem, I'm like this. Pen, this pen, this mic, it goes down. Like half the time, I, my my studio equipment is uh, is disconnected because um, you know I, I have a responsibility here at the house. You know, just taking care of the kids. Yeah, that's that's that is going to speak to a lot of people, man. Especially those that's, that's chasing that dream. Um, 
you know, because there has to be a balance. Um, and that and it, it's funny, man. I, I you know I can't rap to save my life as Barlow, but this whole <laughs> podcasting thing can uh, it, this whole podcasting thing can can be overwhelming too, man. And, and like you know, just being transparent, me and my wife had a come to Jesus meeting, you know, last week. On um, so, mm. you know, we got to find a balance, you know, because. With, you know, just just like any man, when you get focused on something, you know, it's like all out, you know, wide open. So uh, I definitely I definitely dig that, man. I appreciate you uh, being real and, and saying both sides, man, you know, because uh, somebody needed to hear that, man. Um, Barlow, anything else you want to ask his brother before I get into my fun signature bar questions? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, actually, you know what? I, I think I was about to steal that question from you. So let, you, so let me go ahead and shut up and you ask it. If you start thinking, talking about what I think you're talking about, yeah, let me just go ahead and back yeah. back and you go ahead and you ask it. Because that was, that was, that's where I was going to go with it. Oh, y'all okay. putting me in the hot seat now, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's funny because uh, Aeon got mad because we didn't ask him the signature question. He was like, y'all didn't ask me the question. Like, Aeon, chill, man. Calm down. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, hey, anyway. Dwayne, Dwayne, he wasn't that thug when he said that. I was just being honest. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, Aeon's a little intimidating. It's all good. We call him, we're gonna call him the internet bully while he, while we got him on the yeah. phone, you know. <laughs> right. But uh but but I was I was thinking it, you know. I was thinking it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well one of my one of my favorite questions, uh, especially for an artist, I'll start on the music side. Um what are you listening to what's in your playlist what's what is is, is you know you can't say like what's on the tape or whatever people don't do that no more what what's on your playlist man what what's some of the things that you be listening to okay um let's see when it comes to lyricism i do have a preference to like just 90s boom bap sounding artists so um <laughs> um my favorite dudes right now hands down like they 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 tamper around with some modern music but i mean some modern sounding music but if you get these dudes on some boom bap material tell you they're gonna blow your mind uh right now i'm listening to uh read b versus and i'm listening to tone spain See, I got a, I got a, a, a connection with these brothers that I've established over the last six months or so. So, you know, I kind of get the goodies before they come out. And these dudes are not playing any games. Um, wow. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the material that these guys are gonna, gonna um, I, I con- bring. I concur. I concur. Skyrim, <laughs> I've been waiting for it for a minute. Oh my gosh, you! I've been telling. I've been the first time I heard Reed was um in the summer last year i heard one song and i was just like dude why don't you have any material out and he's just like it's coming and i'm like why is it not here yet like it <laughs> right. needs to be here and then I, um, I, I, I about to say, i told him i told him i said man i, I told him i call him the uh, the dopest entomologist the way he flips the way he flips his words oh my gosh yeah, Please. yeah, crazy. yeah. His syllable yeah. game, his he he could say like nine words that have the same amount of syllables, and all of the syllables rhyme with each other. It makes no right. sense to me. 
Yeah. Like wow. he is, his flow is so intricate. Like it just blows my mind. And then tone, yeah. tone is like you know he's he's kind of messing around with a couple of things and he's experimenting on some stuff. But when it comes to being bar heavy, this yeah. brother knows how to bring the pain. And yes, do that. So and like and the, the thing I love about tone is that he's so aggressive, but he does it out of love and you can actually you can hear and feel the balance in his material like like that's my dude yo word yeah. up and then of yeah, course yeah. and then of course Aeon is um you know I mean I've been I've, the more I listen to his material like the more underrated he actually is man because he uh I know he he kind of, to an extent he's built like this reputation to be this hard dude on some of the social media outlets but if you like when you listen to his material like it's almost is is a complete different person you can't argue with the the material that that it's not biblically sound uh the way he can put a song together is is crazy like uh, and he had, and then on top of that, like I'm gonna drop a gem on y'all. This brother is sitting on like maybe 47 tracks. Some of them completed, some of them not completed. And the music is beautiful on both levels. Like you know me, I'm I'm more of a I want to hear some bars type of person. And like he's got material like that, and he also has like some of the craziest songs that I've ever heard. Like this brother has a I'm I'm dropping gems right now. Aeon has like a he has a seven minute song that he dedicated to Joe Button. And that song needs to be given to that brother. Somehow, some way, somebody needs to put that song on on radio or something. Like it needs to reach Joe Button because that song is insane. Right. I think mm. he told me about that. I haven't heard it, but I think I know he told me about that joint. Yeah, that's yeah. He he has some stuff, man. Um, some stuff. That next album that he's working on, I think it's going to be real, just, just good for the soul, baby. Yeah. Some some of the some of the cause some of the stuff that he's been telling me. Yeah, man. And he, he's got a lot of flack, man. On his, I, I don't know why. Oh, that song, All Lives Matter. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that joint. I, well, it's, you know what? At the end of the day, All Lives Matter is a controversial song, man. You know, the you know everybody's pretty much divided on what side of the what side they need to stand on. Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. So, um, you know, coming from him, I understand why people are you know um, would attack him, you know, based on what he's saying. Like, I'm in agreement with him. I feel like All Lives Matter. Um, but I also feel like you know the you know the injustices that come. Uh, with being black are unfair and like justice needs to be served. Now the the course, uh, the, the, I guess the big the bigger issue is, is the course to get to justice, man. Um, yeah, I really think that it needs to be. We, we need to slow down and come up with a better plan on how we're going to get to justice for black lives being affected by all the injustices that go on. But all in all, man, I feel like all lives are precious man in in god's eyes all like you know we're we're all precious um unfortunately you know how god weighs those decisions you know that's 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 his that's his jurisdiction i'm not trying to get involved with that 
No, was that you that was on that song? That that was uh, when you said something about getting a black guy to verify something like that. That was Reed. That was Reed. Was that Reed? Okay. I didn't wonder who that was. (laughs) Who else? Anybody else? As far as uh, people that I listen to, um, hmm. A lot of people don't like the way he comes across sometimes, but, you know, every time, you know, I sit down with the brother and he's kicking knowledge, like this brother got bars for days. I listen to Fire Jaws a lot. Um, That's because he's like one of the, he's he's a North resident himself, and he's been involved with Christian hip hop for so long. And when he get around you, you know, he just has a way of, of being a teacher, you know, just... Uh, he's the type of dude that just comes over here and he's like, man, let's let's run a beat and let's write together, you know. And uh, you know, I mean, we'll have biblical discussions and and stuff like that. Like he's he's a friend of my family. Like you know, he's a solid brother. And um, you said his name is Fire Jaws. Fire Jaws, yeah. His name is I David. Ever heard of David Fire Jaws Hobday? I mean, like he's he's not. He's like, I, to be honest, man, I feel like I feel like I run on the same level with a lot of people that uh, that are not recognized for their talent. And um, and, and I, I like to stay on that level because I like to work with people like one of the principles that my church teaches is that you should always have a hand extended to be pulled up and you should always have a hand extended to pull somebody up with you. And, uh, you know, because it's a it's a growth experience. And uh, if you if you get the opportunity to work with somebody, be a blessing to somebody, even disciple somebody, um, it's a dope experience. So, um, you know, I work with a lot of people that um, some people, you know, feel like they don't have any talent or they feel like uh you know, these people are not about it the way I'm about it. So I don't want to be involved with them. Um, and that's been a big part of my ministry. I've gotten flack for it, too, because some people feel like I should be around bigger names or names that, you know, people would consider to be established or anything like that. And I'm just really not in Christian hip hop for it. Uh, Christian hip hop is a way that I preach the gospel and it's a way that I provide ministry, uh, not just not just for non-believers, but for believers who 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 are struggling, but love hip hop too. Like I like to connect with people. I'm the type of person that if I meet you, if you're in the area, I'm like, come to my house. I got a grill. I could cook food. We could talk about whatever you want to talk about. And uh, I'm really relational like that. And um, in fact, um, there's a brother that that lives not too far from me that I met out in PA during a, an event and he was like I just came out here to uh, you know just to kind of hear the word and, and kind of get myself in gear and I was like where are you from and he's like I'm from Newark and I'm like that's funny because I'm from Newark and I'm like you should come over to my house and like he literally like just a stranger but you know we built a relationship and he's another person that you know uh, knows my family I know his family um, yeah, man, I love building relationships, especially with you know believers. I'm relational like that. What can I say? Yeah, that's what's up, man. You. That's what's up. Yeah, Why here at the bar, we we believe in uh, 
we believe in building relationships too. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll be up to uh, Newark, and we're gonna we're gonna come and see you, man. Because yeah, uh, work. come see my come see my grill work, man. <laughs> I'm a boss on the grill. Word, hey, I'm all about it, man. I'm all about it. I I am a boss on tasting it, so you you know we'll be hooking up. Um, <laughs> next uh next question on the chopping block. Uh, what I guess sermons or podcasts do you listen to, or do you listen to any? Some people don't. Um, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, but you you're still uh, right. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. Um, but no, in all, in all honesty, man, I, I do look at a lot of interviews from uh, just uh, from secular artists that have that you know just being inspired by their longevity in the industry, and um, you know listening to their stories and how some things came together. Like um, in all honesty, like I, I listen to some secular music. And the reason why I listen to some secular music is because I can't front. I can't act like, you know, I never knew how to rap. And then God was just like, here you go. You got the gift. <laughs> right. You know, right. I, I learned how to rap because I listened to other rappers before me. And they their elements, elements from these artists have become part of the style that, you know, that is Swinney example. So... Um, I listen to their stories and I see how these guys came together. I see uh, how classic songs were put together. Um, so I would, in all honesty, I listen. I listen to Drink Champs because uh, I like to hear how these dudes have made it possible to be in the game for so long, and you know, just their success stories. They motivate me to really go in, you know, for uh, for God in this because. I feel like, you know, as a Christian hip hop artist, we need to be doper than the people we listen to. And uh, yeah. we need to be uh, we need to be convincing. We need um, we need to allow the spirit to move through us to, to win souls for Christ. Yeah. Well, he does the same. I mean, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You, you're safe to say you listen to secular artists. We're we're, we're we don't you know, we're, we're free, man. We, we understand. Well, I mean, like it, it doesn't no matter. Even if I wasn't <laughs> even if I wasn't safe, one thing you'll find out about me is that I'm very transparent, bro. I, I don't have Word. any problem, you know, just sharing the truth because um, what does it profit me to lie to y'all and say, hey, man, all I that's do real. is listen to Christian hip hop. Nah. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Yeah, now nah, here at the bar, man, we, we, we're we not in that legalistic stuff. Uh, mm. although, you know, I work nice. there was a day. There was a day? Yes, we were. There was a day. Like, hey, you'd, have, you'd have been blacklisted in our Christian community. Yeah, yeah, we were. We were. Yeah, God, yeah. God delivered yeah. us. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. I definitely, you know, actually, in all honesty, man. Um, you know, I had gave up listening to secular hip hop when uh, before I got involved uh, with Christian hip hop seriously, and um, you know, like maybe a couple years into it, like it was becoming annoying to the other people that I worked with. So they were just like, bro, you gotta, you gotta check this out. Like, even if you just listen to it for growth purposes, like you have to, you have to modify your rhyme scheme somehow. And the only way you're going to learn is through the, the people that do it the best. And I'm just like, okay. So like, you know, I can, I can, res- I try to, 
at the end of the day, you have to separate the art from the content. Um, some people don't think that's wise, but at the end of the day, um, it's I feel like it's beneficial to an extent. You know, what I mean, separate the art from the content and, uh, you know, sharpen your craft. You got to stay on point with your craft so that, you know, you appear dope to other people. Because if you whack, nobody want to listen to you. <laughs> that's real. As long as, man, you don't elevate, if you, if you want to call that to like mumble rap, I think we're good. Like, oh, oh. You know. <laughs> please. Never, <laughs> ever. <laughs> hey, look, you know what? I can't rap. I can't rap, but but I, I think I got. I can do a career with that, man. I might be famous with this, just off the mumble rap. Just man. make sure it yeah, sounds like, good. right? You, you, your you, views you, will go you, up you, by a million. Your views will go up by a million if you start mumble rapping. <laughs> just have yeah. the introduction to the show. Just start like you know, like a quick sixteen mumble rapping. I guarantee. Word. <laughs> <Hey, you know, laughs> Make it happen. I, you know, but I, I'm, I'm kind of like you, but like the '90s. Uh, I mean, we, if we talk in music, was for me it was just like it's just a decade that you that you obviously will ever see again. Yeah. Um, I mean, no. you know, it's like as far as like uh, like what came out, some of the things that happened, some of the first. Like, I just got done watching, and Dwayne told me about this uh, documentary about a couple months back, and I finally watched it. Um, the uh, the Bobito, uh stretching Bobito documentary. Oh yeah. yeah. And, 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 and like you know, what I'm saying? And just seeing like the, like like all of those like, like just seeing the old school being played out again. You know, like 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 right before me, and it's just like man, like like uh. I mean, I just, like, I, like that era was just a good era yeah. as far as like, really mu- like music wise man and it's like like now like I listen to like what's happening and, and I think like man maybe I'm just getting old because yeah, I remember listening to my parents talk about how music was trash when I was like in that era yeah so for me it's like, yeah, that's the same even, thing like, that we're doing that's the same thing we're doing with uh, this generation now I mean like mumble rap is trash I'll say that but <laughs> you know what I mean you won't catch me listening the only time yeah that's exactly what it is it's somebody else's golden age and I'm actually surprising that you say that man Um, um, I saw a uh, recent interview with uh, I believe it was Scarface um, Raekwon and uh, one of the oh you saw it right so so like they're trying to bridge the gap they're trying to bridge the gap like they they had this big old fall out between mumble rap and secular and and um and like just you know artists that appreciate material it got all wild and crazy for a minute and then they start they 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 trying to just respect what this generation um is doing with hip-hop and um right. and i in all honesty i i feel like a lot of you know christian hip-hop also mimics you know the secular industry oh, yeah. and ultimately and ultimately the same thing's gonna happen like eventually like we're gonna stop saying that mumble rap is trash because we gotta let these people breathe and uh maybe they'll you know take a second glance at the the people before them and, and just respect how you know lyricism and and uh just content was appreciated and there's gonna be a big mashup and things are gonna change around and as far as 90s hip-hop coming back i'm not gonna say that everything 90s is is coming back because we still got the modern sound but people are bringing bars back man i don't know if you've seen some of these battle raps that have been going on lately but these guys are not playing around lately yeah, yeah. bars definitely making a comeback 
see that. I see yeah. That interview, Scarface hey. started out rugged, man. Scarface yeah. was like, beep, beep, y'all, and beep, beep, this. It was rough <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I haven't, I haven't seen it, you know. But you know, I, uh, I think like lately, lately, like the the thing that I've seen that I haven't seen in a while was uh, just a good battle rap song. And, and, and by good, I just mean that the fact that, like, you know, for that genre, for that, you know, for, for you know, for the industry in that sense, and with the whole Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj thing, it's like, man, I ain't heard a song like that since either, you know. <laughs> and and uh, you know. Um, and I was surprised like, I, I, like how you know I was, again like you just saw like a lot of Christians commenting on it and uh, oh, yeah. a lot of jokes that a lot of jokes that flew from it and man you know and and um, you know and, and people have their opinions about it I'm just saying as, as far as the craft of battle rapping like, yeah. yeah and, 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 I, and I think it boils down to what you're saying is separating uh, separating the craft from the content I mean the art from the content yeah, uh, you know, and, and so so it's like yeah, I guess like for that it's like yeah, hey, you know that that's something we ain't seen in a while. We ain't seen we haven't seen somebody just go hard at somebody else like that on a song and just quite I don't know nah, the career. In the minute. Um, uh, well, yeah, okay, I could I could say that. It, I mean, it, well, minute is what I'm saying. Um, nah, man, I I actually, in all honesty, I really appreciated uh you know the game versus Meek uh thing that they had going on. Because even Beanie Siegel got himself involved in a minute. He made a song. I don't know if it made too much rotation, but like the drama that came out of it all, I thought that was kind of whack. But um, Game went at me really hard on two tracks, man. And, and at that point, it was over. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, and that's the thing. Like, I heard about that one, but like, for some reason, though, it's like, I don't know, I didn't gravitate to that one as much as like it was, it was something about Remy Mines and everything, everything that people were saying about it that had me like, well, let me go check this out. Well, she did go. Like she did. Doing. It was literally two songs. Like she was seven minutes long. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. And, you know, and it was just kind of just like okay, you know, and you know, and, and I mean, like I said, I ain't, I, you know, it just kind of just put me back in the days. I, I remember I used to be up on all the beats. Like I remember back when. Aftermath was against Murder Inc. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which that was that was that was just that was just a great beat from Aftermath. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jay Z and Nas. I remember that. Like it was just you know those that, that was classic for me, man. But having said all that, man, one thing I, I can say is, is as Chris Rappers, I hope I never see that in the. In, I, I hope I never see that in the body. Um, right. Battling each other like that, like I hope yeah, I never. No, no. I, mean, you can- I don't think you ever would. You know, uh, like it's different. Like maybe, maybe in the uh, maybe in the battle, like the the battle realm, you might see it. But like, yeah, I don't. I would never. Nah, a Christian versus a Christian rapper versus another Christian rapper. You know, yeah. there's you. Can, we can only take but so many elements into CHH. You know, we can't we can't take everything from the hip hop culture and apply it to our to our community. Right. Um, it's it wouldn't be beneficial. In fact, you know, it would it would repel people. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I, real. I, 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 I was, it's funny. I was about to say the same thing, Barlow. I was about to say the same thing. Like that's not something uh, we we look for. We want to see in in the Christian community. Um, but you know, we respect the art. Definitely respect it. Definitely respect the. Uh, you know the the abilities and, and being able to to come at somebody and uh, 
definitely definitely so all right man um brother we so appreciate you uh taking time out of your busy schedule you got four kids like me so i know that schedule is so busy hmm. um i want to give you a chance to uh you know do a whatever shout out plug anything you got coming up um not sure exactly when the show will go up uh but uh definitely be probably within this month so uh any shout outs any plugs anything like that you want to you want to do i'm gonna give you space to do that right here and then when you're done barlow anything you want to say and then we'll be out of here cool all right yeah but yeah you got want me to go first all right cool yeah yeah man what's good y'all this your boy swing the example first of all i'm gonna give a shout out to the bar podcast this is my first interview in about three years. I've been real silent. And uh, this year, is, uh, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty good year for me. Being able to uh, give y'all some content, be on the lookout for the, the my day of the month, where the last day of every month I'm dropping a single. Just appetizers throughout the course of the year to kind of like just keep your ears buzzing. Uh, dope hip hop. Uh, Jesus content you already know I want to give a shout out to my anamorphic family Mike Mills DJ19 SYD my brother Aeon um, give a shout out to my wife my kids I love y'all God bless y'all uh, you guys make me a better person and last but not least I give a shout out to you Dwayne give a shout out to you Barlow I appreciate y'all for having me man and um, I pray that uh, the pod just the podcast just continues to get more and more successful. You know, keep keep getting better interviews, keep getting um, more artists up here to uh, glorify the kingdom through what we do. You know, word yeah, man. salute. Man. I appreciate, appreciate you for coming on, man. Yeah, Evan, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've been running around all day and so forth, man. But um, I'm looking forward to actually. I uh, have more uh, interviews from, from, especially from uh, from Anamorphic. I know uh, we'll get um, Mike up in here at some point. I was talking with him about that, and then I definitely would love to take some time to get to know SYD. So, for those of y'all listening, maybe on the lookout, we're gonna try to get them going. Uh, Dwayne, anything else you need to say? Oh uh, man, just make sure you guys uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you know, just search Biblical Informed, and you got us. Uh, also. Uh, make sure you check out our network, the Reform Pubcast. Uh, each week we do a feature of one of the podcasts uh, in the network. So whatever podcast that I advertised at the beginning of this episode, make sure you check them out. Uh, also want to uh, encourage you guys to be on the lookout for the website, the bar uh, podcast website uh, is on its way. Uh, appreciate you again, uh, my man Swan, and appreciate you, Barlow. We out of here, y'all. God bless. Peace. Grace and peace. God bless y'all. God gave me a hammer and a chisel, so I use them to chip these beats up. Yeah. Back to its once sharp state. Chisel. 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 Chisel.
Back to its one Yo, sharp stream. I'm a hot commodity, spitting, winning lottery uh -huh. tickets. Ironically, pockets remain poverty stricken. Mentality driven to body these written fashion after the crisis. The risen lamp who was smitten for prisoners trapped in hell's kitchen. Listen. Yeah. The lyrical positioning Biggie Small smacked a lot of babies at they christening Since then I have been Jesus explicit Bringing pain with the truth, no apologies given Bless I'm defending the faith like a guard to a prison Not for poking your spirit's eyes to awaken its vision Conjure solar flares over potent melodic prescriptions A walking bear trap, snapping trying to grab your attention I'm merely a Christian living solidified in position Jehovah's holy and just and Christ the key to admittance All your deeds are minstrel pads on the end of a sentence and if the Lord ain't in your heart, you off the high of dimensions, you dig? Like sitting on your recovered toilet seat So when you shoot that deuce in toilet water Splash your booty cheek These actions lead to death And we love hanging where the reaper creep Peep with ease the way we keep the spirit man in open Acknowledge this analogy properly While we counting sheep We'd rather eat these empty calories To keep the flesh obese But that's too deep for an intro Though it's official sin's an issue It entangles like soft tissue and butt hairs Now you're in bondage Satan got you in his crosshairs But you ain't tripping Cause you lamping like some lawn chairs I'm trying to put you on This evidence is Quite clear. If you don't come to Christ, you dying in this nightmare. Okay. So let that marinate, chew the fat and get the gristle. I hope my stinky pickles hit you like a cruiser missile. I pray the Holy Spirit stir up some dissension in you. It sheds some light upon perceptions from the Christian venue. Restoring this thing back to its once sharp state. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them and like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there